and welcome to Injected Podcast, where we are injecting positive vibes into all of our lives. <laughs> I'm Alexandra. I'm Diana. <laughs> welcome, everyone. <laughs> Guys, we've had some technical issues, so mm. like, yeah. <laughs> I know. So, Tell me about yeah, it. Yeah, you know, this is what happens in podcasting. So we're recording this episode again. Like, we just want to be real with you guys because, mm. like, you know what, if anyone else wants to start a podcast and whatever, yeah, like, we're just going to be real. This shit happens and we are recording this episode again on the day it's meant to come out. So <laughs> if you listen to yeah. this on Thursday, we are recording it on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> Thursday morning. Yeah, so sorry for the lateness, but it's mm. all right. Um, <laughs> we're dedicated. Anyway, it, yeah, literally. <laughs> So, um, yeah, how have you been, Diana? I've been good. Like, up until <laughs> the technical difficulties, I was good. But I'm good now. Like, I'm on annual leave. It's time we love to, it. you know, get some sun. I'm ready yes. to get out of England. I cannot wait. Oh, me too. <laughs> me too. I'm excited now, actually. Like, yeah. Well, I'm excited now because my, my suitcase is packed. So, yeah. it's actually happening and I'm feeling a bit more organized mm. um but everything's been so hectic but um yeah yeah I've been actually I've been really good because yeah. I've been like doing up my celebrations mm-hmm. my birthday is uh, literally around the corner um you know I've had some really great news yeah reveal weeks and weeks of interviews <laughs> for one for one job but um yeah, like I'm good. I'm good. I forgot to pour myself some water and I'm really thirsty. Sorry, give me two seconds. <laughs> Go and pour some. But yeah, life. Alex has got her job. And you will have known yes, if you've yes. been listening from the beginning that <laughs> <laughs> she's been working hard. Um, and yeah, life's good. We're both ready to to celebrate and relax in the sun. And you know, we're gonna do Nella Rose Proud. We're gonna be yeah. on a yacht. Shaking our ass on a thumb. <laughs> on a yacht. Not in Dubai though. But No, not in Dubai. <laughs> the thong bikinis are ready. They are ready. I've got like three packs. <laughs> the I've got oh I've got how many do I have? I think I've got four. Really? I think I've got three mm-hmm. thong ones and then a few just like big what do you call oh, them all of them yeah all of them were thongs for me I was just like oh, <laughs> bitch yeah <laughs> I'm not even bringing any of like because all of these I haven't worn yet so they're all new and I was like yeah I'm buying all thongs mm-hmm. I think I bought all thongs yeah yeah like, I'm buying all thongs that is it that's what I'm doing because you know <laughs> like I'm sorry new job birthday that I'm sorry yeah yeah that's it <laughs> We're going to look so good. Like, we've both got our I hair know. braided, but different types of oh. braids, so we're not going to look like we're copying each other. We've yeah, both got converse, but different types of converse. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Twins. Oh, but, yeah. So, guys, I just wanted to talk about, like, just considering the good news I've had and stuff like that, I just want to talk about how manifesting... Guys, mm. it's real. It's real. Manifest it real. your things. Literally, like, if there's something that you want and that you're want to just focus on and work towards just write it down and like be specific as well and talk about and as well I hear like with affirmations and manifesting you have to talk about Mm -hmm. it as in the present tense not like in future tense you need to talk about it in present tense like you've Mm -hmm. already got the things so I literally wrote down (laughs) in January 
January I thought I'm going to manifest this year and I wrote down that I will have a new job at XYZ company and it happened in 2021 and like literally and yeah it's happened literally the company I wrote down on the list that's where I'm working for and yeah like it is crazy it is crazy and um I just manifested the things and the other things that I wrote on that manifestation list you know like my Nintendo Switch is going to be coming that's going to be my um, that's going to be like the first thing that I pay for on my paycheck and my YSL bag I wrote Mm. that on the list that's coming for Christmas that's my Christmas present you know 25% off baby so like yeah (laughs) Um, this is what I'm doing and yeah guys just manifesting is real Yeah, and literally I just want to kind of just say I really feel like spirit and God's like everything happens on God's timing kind of thing like Mm -hmm. and I really feel like no I actually although I was just so like everything was just like weighing heavy on me Mm. and it's like I need this job I want this job just please just give me this job like everything and it took so long guys Mm. so long like months (laughs) And for one, for one job, um, literally, I just feel like everything is happening at the correct time. And mm-hmm. I and just having patience and just being persistent with it. And like, literally, it's come at the exact time that I would want it to come, basically, because yeah. now I can celebrate my birthday in peace. I can go away on holiday again and, you know, mm-hmm. I'll pay for it later. <laughs> <laughs> It's true because um, we've been saying yeah. for all of these months, you've got to be patient. You've got to be patient. It's coming. It's like all of your injections, well, it's coming. Yes, <laughs> literally every single injector every week. Hopefully, I'll be able to come up. I can come up with different things now. But yeah. literally, everything has been that it's coming. It's gonna happen, and we'll get there. And guys, just mm-hmm. book your things. Like if there's things that you want to do, obviously don't go crazy. Don't go crazy with Kalana and all of that. But like. <laughs> if you can kind of see a way where you know what this I really want to do this and I can afford it this way this way this way and hopefully I'll be able to pay for it later but you Mm -hmm. need to be strategic you need to be smart about it don't just go using credit card for everything and you don't know how you're going to pay it off um make sure you get those monthly payments in guys Mm -hmm. but like literally just if there's things that you want to do do it like this life this life is too short man mm. like we just need to do what we want to be doing um but yeah mm-hmm. so Period. that's all i've got to say on that manifesting is real manifest your yeah. shit guys and it will come to you it'll come to you and just and keep with the positivity just keep with the positive vibes like i feel like the energy that you put out is the energy that you're going to receive back so mm-hmm. if you just try keeping with the positive energy it's going to come back it will but yeah yeah it's what actually what happens like honestly even when it comes to things like confidence if you wake up every day and you just say look I'm a bad bee I look great I look sexy you will naturally mm-hmm. like people will see you and think that it's really crazy exactly. like if you go out with that energy that yeah I look sexy 
people gonna look at you even if yes. <laughs> if you're not like the sexy that you see on you the TV. Sexy, yeah, you are sexy. We know you're sexy. We know you're sexy. Come on, it works. Like a fupa hang. <laughs> <laughs> the stomach gives it ginger. <laughs> but yeah, it works. It works. You can do it. It definitely does. Anyway, um, how was your bank holiday weekend? Oh Yana? God, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's probably heard about Yam Carnival, Sham Carnival, mm. how, how awful it was. <laughs> Sham Carnival. And, you know, <laughs> let me just tell you my story for the day. So go on. I was really looking forward to it because the lineup looks really good. Like for a festival mm-hmm. fresh out of lockdown, like it looks good. Like the lineup, there's Beanie Man, people from across the world, Beanie Man, Coffee, um, Kalani, Ari Lennox was there. And that was who I was looking forward Ari to Lennox the most. There. But she dropped out the week before. And I was sad uh. because. I was literally, like, I was listening to her music, watching her music videos and thinking, this girl, like, I love her so much. Like, she could be my best friend. I love her. But, um, (laughs) yeah, she dropped out. So I was a bit pissed off already because they didn't put any replacements for the people that dropped out. A few others dropped out too. Uh. So, yeah. But that's like, when you start seeing acts drop out, that's how you know that they're not organised. Yeah, yeah. It's that's true. the first sign. That's the first sign of a of an event or festival not being organised properly. If acts are dropping out, because clearly mm. they haven't got any kind of infrastructure in place, yeah. and the acts are like, no, you need to pay me for this, this, and this, and this is what mm-hmm. you need to provide. And if they're not going to be providing that, that's why they're going to be dropping out. And I yeah. feel like that's the first sign to kind of think, oh, what is going on? Yeah, and her reasoning for it was um, due to COVID restrictions and stuff. I don't think it's the best mm-hmm. time to be travelling. But then Kalani was travelling, Coffee was travelling. Do you know what I mean? So it yeah. wasn't any consistent um, reasoning because people were coming from abroad. And I get it's down to her. It's her choice. But, but is that but is that what just what the agency in the carnival said though? No, she she put out a statement saying that. Um, okay, but she probably but, was told to say that. Yeah, exactly. But I I just think it's a bit. I don't know. It like if you've committed to going to a festival and performing, surely there's mm-hmm. contracts in place that say like you can drop out if lockdown yeah. comes along or something like that. But but the thing is though, there'll be contracts in place, but clearly there would have been sides of Yam Carnival if they were breaching that contract, then she yeah. could drop out. Yeah. So if there were things that they clearly weren't putting in pl- into place, like for example well when you you will tell your story but like with mm-hmm. some of the things that you said was happening that's a like, bit like hold on why why yeah. is this happening and stuff like that if those things weren't in place and Ari Lennox is like well I'm not going to the UK for that then mm-hmm. why would she go it's true so like it's that's true. that's some of the things like they probably breached the contract first so she could drop out yeah yeah it was just a mess so I got there travelled from Essex to Clapham about hour mm-hmm. and a half journey which was fine got to Clapham Common the queue there's videos on Twitter the queue was wrapping round the whole park or the whole wow. common whatever it's called and it was like a 45 minute queue so I was waiting oh in the days. queue this whole time to get into a festival that I've already got a ticket for like everyone in the queue had tickets so it was hard mm-hmm. to understand why it was taking so long to get in um, and then mm-hmm. there was whispers like in the queue about needing COVID um, jab evidence so I was like shit I've, I've, I'm double jabbed but I don't have the little past with me and I don't think I've logged it on the NHS app so I was like oh my god like mm. I can't be asked. and my friend that I was with she um, she 
has only been singular jab, so she hasn't had both. So we were like, what the fuck do we do? So we were trying to find ways to get around it. But apparently they sent mm-hmm. an email out like two days before with this information on there. Like you need this, you need this. But for me, I don't see that as accessible like it's not accessible enough Mm -hmm. because like one email before really like you should have told us this when we booked or you should have told us this a long time ago yeah two days before isn't enough time yeah like when you you've got people that work full-time people that are carers people Mm -hmm. that like have children why why would you send it two days before like people are busy Mm -hmm. people have lives um but yeah so we were in the queue we were trying to find a way around it we got to the front and they briefly checked our bags and they didn't even ask for any COVID evidence. So I'd wasted my phone battery trying to sort all this mm. shit out because I thought I'm not going to be let in. And me and my friend we were like, should we go? Like, we actually don't want to be here because like the queue's so long. Let's go and do something mm-hmm. in London while it's like midday or whatever. Um, but we were like, no, let's stay in the queue because the tickets were like 80 pounds. So yeah, we yeah. thought, let, let's just make the most of it. We got in and... Um, we were like, yeah, I'm hungry. We should have ate before, but we'd had our breakfast and we were hungry for lunch because it was lunchtime. Mm-hmm. And we were like, let's have a big lunch and then we can watch all of the good acts that are in the late afternoon slash evening. And yeah. we were in the queue for an hour and a half. Like, I uh, cannot believe that I queued. Yeah, I queued an hour and a half for food. Um, My days. I wouldn't normally do that, but we thought we need food now. Or we're just yeah. not gonna we're not gonna eat all day, and the queues were just getting longer and longer. They were running, the stalls were running out of food. They're running out of chicken. They're running out of planting. They're running out of all sorts <laughs> of stuff. Not the planting. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just a nightmare. Like people were fighting, people were getting angry, and then from oh a distance days. you could see the performers on stage. So imagine fighting over planting. Sorry, I know. I know. <laughs> people were hungry. They were very hungry. Um, but in the distance you could see. Um, NSG performing we were all missing the performance because there was like hundreds of people in these queues and we were all just fuming everyone was fuming Mm -hmm. and then um Beanie Man come out we all miss Beanie Man we saw him from afar but when we watched the videos back he was annoyed at the sound system how loud Mm. like things were and then how quiet they were like it just seemed Mm. like it was all going wrong on the main stage and everyone was delayed as well so everything was just pushed back and then Mm -hmm. um, we got our food an hour and a half later we wanted to get some alcoholic drinks but the queue mm-hmm. for alcohol was half an hour long. And we were like, we literally can't be queuing all day. We've been in a queue to get yeah. in. We've been in a queue to get food. We can't, we're just going to have to enjoy this festival sober, which is annoying because I like being drunk mm-hmm. or at least tipsy at a festival. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that again annoyed us. And then um, we went to see coffee because we thought, yeah, let's get to the stage where coffee is a bit early. Coffee was in a tent inside that had like hardly any capacity and oh everyone days. was like falling out of the tent. Like there wasn't enough room. The so hell? the people outside of the tent could not see her. And apparently How there was How can they like, even do that to Coffee though? I know, Coffee's it's disrespectful. She was it's one so of the main people there. Like I don't understand why what she was in a tent. And NSG were on the main stage. I'd say Coffee's got more of a fan base than NSG. Like the NSG has got, they've got good songs, but... I'd think so. Yeah, like Coffee is <laughs> no, international. So when um you know when NSG pulled out of Afro Nation because they didn't yeah. want to be on at this certain time, but I was like, I, I was like saying like, what NSG have two songs? What's their issue? <laughs> <laughs> well, they had I had a couple NSG. more songs than two, but still, but like NSG, yeah, they have bops. Yeah, but they coffee do. Coffee is coffee. Yeah, exactly. What I know, coffee NSG has more for, than bops. They always NSG, comment on. They won't Shea stay Burrow. on your playlist for that long. Yeah, they're always huh? in the comment sections of like Shade Borough and like yeah, I'm they just bait. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm one of the guys that's really long fingernails. I saw a video the other day. His fingernails yeah. are so long. Like, yeah, but there's lots of really... people in that group. Everyone's yeah. in NSG. Everyone, every man yeah. that you see, like yeah. you meet them, they'll be like, yeah, I'm part of NSG. <laughs> <laughs> There's a that's million so of funny. them. <laughs> There's loads of them. There is loads. I don't know how many there are. You don't. But, you um, don't know who that. You wouldn't. You would not be able to see NSG nah. on the street and be like, "Oh, you're a member of NSG." You wouldn't know. No. No one knows who they are. No one knows their faces. Their faces. Nah. Just blend into the background. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea who they are, but um, yeah, they could have been walking around anyway. a festival. I could have bumped into them. I had no idea, but um, yeah, yeah. So we tried to see coffee. We couldn't see coffee, so we were like, "This is annoying." Like, so we went to the ice cream van. There wasn't enough mm-hmm. ice cream vans. There wasn't enough other things going on other than the stages. You know, normally there's like theme park rides and like little things for people to do. There wasn't. Oh, but really Clapham Park Common's quite small, though. Yeah, it is small. But like, they could have had some like some stalls up with. I don't know, just other shit going on. Because like, just have, hardly anything was there then, basically. Yeah, basically. Um, so we queued another like twenty minutes to get a fucking bottle of water from the ice cream van, and then um, mm-hmm. we went over bottle to the main water. stage to line up for Kalani. And Kalani was half an hour late, and people have probably seen the video. She came out on stage and she was like, "Guys, it's not me. It's these people. They're not organised enough. Um, I want to come out and give you like the best show ever, but." Like I can't because nothing is sorted out behind the scenes. Do you know how ridiculous which is that is? So embarrassing. Yeah, it's so That's embarrassing. Very embarrassing. She was so pissed off. <laughs> that do like do you know how ridiculous it is that you that an act has to come out and call you out for being yeah. unorganized. A superstar as well. Mad. Literally, she's come she's come over from America for yeah. you to do that. Yeah. What exactly. is wrong with them? No. So it got to Shambles. like nine o'clock and we were like, I literally can't stand here and not dance. Like I'm sta- I've been standing and not dancing for like 45 minutes now. Let's go somewhere and see what other acts are on. So we walked to a tent and Nao was performing and we were like, oh my God, mm-hmm. like we need to go and see her because we thought we're not sure if that's going to clash with something. We, we weren't sure about the scheduling because all the times were all mixed up and no one really mm. knew who was on where. So we, we went over to Nao and... Um, that was the highlight of the day. She was incredible. She her Nao vocals, fantastic. her dancing, her looks, literally, the crowd she's was such everything. Good vibes. Yeah, it was perfect. And she's just had a baby. Literally, yes, no, yeah. like she's fantastic. She's oh amazing. God. Oh, <laughs> something's happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what just happened. I clicked my AirPods and it all just shut down. Um, Okay. Yeah, don't worry. Carry on. But yeah. Nao, beautiful, perfect, my queen. I love you. Um, We love her. Yeah. We saw her... And then we were like, you know what, um, Davido is coming on, but like we've seen him before, and mm. I think we're going to see him again next year at some point. So we were just like, let's not like, le- let's just go. Um, and apparently, people couldn't hear. You know, he screams. People couldn't hear his screaming. People couldn't hear it. <laughs> that is hilarious. I know. <laughs> and Davido's screaming into the mic, and you can't hear him. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. 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 When you look into my eyes. No. <laughs> Is your waist. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Davido just reminds me. You know Toby Rachel, and she does Yellow Cup podcast. Yeah. She yeah. So she said that she had an interview with Davido, and she just said to him, "Oh, so why do you like plagiarizing songs?" <laughs> and then 
and said to her, are you God? <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. She outrightly just asked him, why do you like plagiarizing songs? Next she was just like, uncle, why do you like... <laughs> I'm sorry, that was hilarious. That's yeah. so funny. But now, but check yeah. out Toby Rachel. Um, I don't know if she still does her podcast, but um, mm. she's got really good episodes, though. They are really good. Yeah, yeah, um, I've listened to a few. They are good. Um, but yeah, that was Yam Carnival. And then, like, I got I got on the train on the way back, mm-hmm. sat down, my waist beads popped and just went everywhere oh. all over the train. Oh, um, yeah. And just all evening things were going wrong. Like I went to KFC to see if they've got the chi- uh, vegan chicken burger, lined mm-hmm. up for 20 minutes. No, they're out of stock. Like I just constant L's <laughs> that I took that day. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's... At least, like, all the L's, you've got them over and done with. I know, I know. No more we, this we, month. Yeah, no, no more. more L's. No more L's. We just want wins. We just want to have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> we will have a good time. Oh, gosh. Crazy. But yeah, that was my weekend. But, yeah. Done. Yeah. Done. Yam Carnival. Give everyone back their money. Yeah. How can you have acts coming on stage telling calling you out for being unorganized? Just disgusting. Yeah, yeah. And apparently as well, their bottles of wine, they were like Echo Falls and like the basic stuff you get from the corner shop. They're thirty five pounds for a <laughs> bottle of wine. I'm sorry, where are we? We're in a park. Like they should be <laughs> I don't nah. know. They're just taking the piss, trying to trying to get money. Yeah, literally. Just trying to steal everyone's mm. money. Everyone just give them a refund, please. Rubbish. Mm-hmm. Anyway, shall we move on? Yes. Yeah. Move on on from Sham Carnival. (laughs) Um, So, guys, welcome to Injections Unfiltered. So, um, we asked you guys to share with us your jealousy stories. So, um, yeah, welcome to Injections Unfiltered, where we are looking to inject our toxicity to then we can then become better people basically you know mm-hmm. we're just gonna let out the toxicity we'll reflect yeah. we'll learn then we'll be like yeah let's become better people mm-hmm. from this that was in the past and the future is a brighter place so yeah yes. that's, that's what we want that's what we want to do that's what we want to achieve with injections unfiltered so um we had a listener respond to our google forms where um we asked like let us know any of your jealousy stories or traits and so we had one of our listeners say that honestly i feel like jealousy is a normal emotion crying face when it gets out of hand i know there's a problem let me know what Mm -hmm. you think so diana have you had any times where you feel like jealousy (laughs) has gotten out of hand yeah i have so i I have said a few times i am quite a jealous person but Mm. obviously i've I've been going to therapy guys and i've learned different solutions and ways of tackling it oh that's fantastic yeah it's good but like i think naturally i've never been a jealous person but since being in certain relationships where i felt insecure and felt like Mm -hmm. things are missing um jealousy has been the thing that I've kind of like spiraled with if that makes sense so um like an example (laughs) I was in a long distance relationship with um red flag number one yeah (laughs) (laughs) with this guy and um yeah like 
my love language is quality time and I was in a long distance relationship and physical touch was number two so <laughs> not the best idea but you know you've got to yeah. try something to, to realise it's not for you um, and yeah like we were in a long distance relationship for nine months um, we were exclusive so we weren't boyfriend and girlfriend but it was still a relationship because we were exclusive mm-hmm. I'd like he would, he made me meet his parents, which obviously I didn't mind. Okay. I wanted to do because so just, we liked each other. Just to clarify, like the exclusivity, mm. like you guys yeah. had a conversation and said that you were only dating each other and you weren't dating other people. I'm yeah. guessing, which he okay. initiated. He was like, "We're not he pursuing initiated. other people. It's just us two. We're a team, okay. etc." All right, um, and yeah so I thought things were going well like things were fine Mm -hmm. I really liked him Um, and from what he said he really liked me he was the one that was like oh you're my girl you're um, so special blah 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 all those like things that textbook Mm -hmm. are things that guys should say when they like a girl or when when they're interested in a girl yeah. You'd expect that they're interested in you yes exactly I I didn't (laughs) I I thought everything was fine Um, but it got like at one stage I was on Instagram and I was looking on the explore page thing and mm-hmm. I saw this girl and she she had quite a lot of following a big following she was an influencer and I realized that this guy followed her and then I saw that he'd liked a few of her pictures and then as I was scrolling he'd liked some of her like lingerie pictures and bikini pictures mm-hmm. and then I checked if they were following each other and they were following each other and it was all very okay. recent so I was a bit it was for me something I was a bit uncomfortable with and I felt a bit embarrassed as well so mm-hmm. I, I approached it with him I was like hey like I've seen this because um, I just wanted to be honest to be honest to yeah, be honest definitely. yeah like, I just wanted honesty to be like the core of like the relationship so I was like look I've seen this I'm not very comfortable with it um, and then he kind of gaslit me into like it's not a big deal blah 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 mm-hmm. and then I was like fine whatever and then he said it's a minor and if it makes you uncomfortable I'll stop so I was like cool like that that's fine then and then yeah I noticed that he'd done it again to another girl that on the explore page too and I I that just pissed me off because he like had already promised me that like look I won't do it if you're uncomfortable with it and he also uh-huh. is verified and I know that girls, like, if you're verified, girls are more drawn to you on social media. Like, girls yeah, girls will see yeah. you and think maybe, like, you're a high-value man or you're worth a bit more. Like, you're, you're interesting, so let me follow you. Um, mm-hmm. And you obviously, like, if, if a guy that's verified likes your pictures, a lot of girls will be gassed. They'll be like, oh, my God. So if he's going and liking these lingerie pictures of a girl, it kind of looks like he's not in a relationship where, like, it's serious and it's actually going towards something if you're online it and it looks like you're pursuing other girls so it made me mm-hmm. it made me uncomfortable that I saw that and then that led me to go on his profile and click on his following list Ugh. <laughs> this is where like everything started for me where I started spiraling and this is where I started going crazy and so yeah this so, is where Deanna started to think oh maybe this is a bit crazy when she really yeah, should yeah. have thought this when she started looking through the posts that he was liking yeah yeah beforehand like exactly. okay because I think if we if we just quickly go back to the question mm. about um about when it gets out of hand I know there's a problem if we go back to that I feel like where we should draw the line is when we're kind of doing behaviours that we Mm -hmm. wouldn't that 
behaviors that are making us feel a type of way mm-hmm. and feel uncomfortable but you're doing it because you just kind of like trying to see what you can find you're trying to see yeah oh what's going on and i feel like that's when we should start thinking let's draw draw the line here this is this yeah, is like yeah. when the baby steps of towing the line and it's starting to get out mm-hmm. of hand comes and that's when we should start thinking let's rein it back um but yeah, yeah carry on with your story though <laughs> um yeah so, so we've gone he, a bit further over the yeah. line so we, we we've cleared the line now but clear. exactly and when, when i get i know that this is like I shouldn't have been reacting like that but I was reacting mm-hmm. like that because first of all we were in a long distance relationship and I didn't feel close to him so I feel like looking at his social media and looking at his page made me feel closer to him but then ultimately I was go- looking too deep I was looking yeah at his his like likes and his just shit like that like where I'm really investigating like I'm really looking for something and I know that if I look for something I will find something and I will feel triggered and upset and it was like a constant pattern I kept doing it to myself because Mm -hmm. I don't know why but like anyway I looked at his following and he was following a lot of girls that are local to him in the specific area that he lived in and I found that very strange like it was every every few days there was like a batch of new girls that he was following and obviously like it made me quite uncomfortable okay, and it made weird. me it made me confused because I was like where are you finding all of these girls like I don't understand yeah. where they're all coming from and also they look nothing like me they're all blonde girls blonde white girls oh, okay. that look nothing like me and that also that's that's, that's also an, quite tr- triggering as well yeah like it plays into like those childhood feelings people. that I had yeah, about like, being insecure yeah and you're going for people who are clearly nothing nothing like me no one like yeah yeah I can see like that that can be upsetting as well and especially when you can see that they live close as well they live in the same area Mm -hmm. and you're meant to be just dating this person but they live over there yeah and he'd say things to me though like um that he's not interested in or his type isn't white girls blah 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 and like it, then seeing that it's like are you just trying to say things to impress me or to, to make me yeah. become a hater Weird. like good good do you, what do you want from me like what what was the purpose yeah. of you saying that like um, but anyway yeah so I saw I saw this and then this is where the crazy 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 comes out which I hope will never come out again because I've learned <laughs> no, it to won't not ever come out shit like again. this <laughs> yeah. there's a reason why we're sharing these stories because we're becoming yeah. better people so it won't exactly. ever come out again you've learnt from it so <laughs> yeah so what I did was I created a tinder what? and created a fake profile <laughs> <laughs> And you became a catfish yeah I for this became guy. a catfish and no. I, I created a fake page and it was of like some influencer girl who was pretty and oh my um, gosh yeah I'm crazy was she blonde I was crazy no she was mixed I just wanted to see if he actually okay. liked mixed girls as well <laughs> <laughs> just double check in <laughs> yeah so okay. um, yeah so oh my I, gosh I, I did the profile guys I know. And obviously, to get the location correct, I paid like £3 something no. for the location thing. Yeah. And you did not. Yeah, I put it in his location and I wasn't I wasn't crazily scrolling for him and swiping for him. But I was just doing it one evening and then 
he came up on the same day that I created the account. <gasps> he came up and we'd already had the conversation that we're exclusive. We're only seeing each other. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, and he's and still he on Tinder, up. basically. Yeah. So he's so, still on there. No. Yeah, I, I approached it with him. I was like, what is this? Like, what is going on? Like, I found out you're... But I wait, didn't wait. say why. Did you... Oh, so did you say, like, that you'd created nah. a profile? No. No. I didn't. Okay, I was okay. like, I know you're on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know you're on there. And he didn't ask why either. So I was like, ha. Um, but <laughs> he was yeah, too so guilty. <laughs> <laughs> he was so guilty. He didn't even ask like, what the fuck? How do you even know? He, exactly. he was just like, he was just like, no, I'm not. Like he didn't, yeah. he, did, he didn't even like deny it to be like, how would you even know that? He was, he was just yeah. guilty. Exactly. Nah. But then he was like, his reasoning for it was, um, like I'm on there to try and delete my account but I was getting notifications through my email so I re-downloaded it this week to delete it and I was thinking yeah <laughs> yeah whatever that is a load of bollocks and you know that is rubbish it is so, rubbish because that, that is like that is the excuse that they're that's a textbook excuse that they use yeah ridiculous like, they like literally because really it should be how do you know that I'm on tinder because yeah you're yeah. not meant to be on tinder either do you know what I mean Exactly, exactly. So like that, you know, if an honest man would be like, "Well, you're not meant to be on Tinder," so what? What do you mean I'm on yeah. Tinder? How would you even know that? That's yeah. what an honest man would say. A guilty exactly. man starts coming with the lies. Oh, I was trying to delete my profile. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so that is my story, and then I won't talk about what happened after that. That's for another day. But um, <laughs> yeah, he he literally he did that. And then that's what triggered my jealousy. Like before that, I wasn't that much of a jealous person because I've been in relationships mm-hmm. with people where I trusted them, they trusted me and I had no reason to not trust them. But because the long distance thing and mm-hmm. my own insecurities, yeah, like it just mm-hmm. be- become out of control and I I become the type of person that, I don't know. Instagram I just, yeah like and I don't like that and it's something that I don't I try not to carry with me now like I don't really when when someone's interested in me like to be honest I don't really like getting to know guys over Instagram anyway because I feel like it's very the app is too showy I I just love being in person with people and getting to know them in Mm -hmm. person or phone calls um but yeah the app is just I, I don't like how everyone is so close and like there's baddies around every corner like there mm-hmm. are girls everywhere so if you wanted to just dispose of me quickly then you could and that I guess that's just like another insecurity thing there's just so many options for for guys like there's so many gorgeous girls on there um yeah but yeah it's just my relationship with social media and my phone as well that mm-hmm. needed changing but I, I was like that because I obviously the relationship wasn't healthy. I wasn't gaining what I wanted from the relationship. I wasn't getting yeah. the affection I needed and the love that I needed. So I was um, just trying to trying to keep close with him, even though I didn't feel close. So my way of keeping mm-hmm. close with him was like seeing what he's up to and like obsessively checking. So yeah, just... like that's my jealousy story. Jealousy. <laughs> but then like, <laughs> I was jealous for a reason because he actually was... <laughs> He was deceiving me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. But I feel like I thank you for sharing that story though, because mm. I feel like this probably isn't that uncommon for a lot of people. Mm. Like I feel like kind of seeing like when you kind of see 
other girls on social media I think this is a big this is a big problem not just in terms mm. of dating but when it comes to social media and comes to Instagram and you're just seeing all these Instagram bodies all the time all these fake bodies all these edited bodies like I saw yeah. a post by um Natalie Natalie Barnett Fitness today and she just she's like she's got an app where and like basically Natalie she does not edit her photos but she's mm. got she's downloaded an app and she's screen recorded how you can easily edit your photos edit your videos for Instagram where you can just cinch in your waist make your boobs a bit bigger and it looks mm-hmm. so natural like even when she's doing the edits it doesn't even look like like you see the change but it doesn't look like it's a change do you know mm. what I mean yeah. and it's just like just seeing that you can just cinch in your waist and stuff like that and it's like literally she does she she does the videos and puts it on there and it's kind of like oh what app is that like yeah <laughs> I'm not gonna lie it's like what app is that <laughs> Let me try. Then, like yeah but like you you watch it and it is just this whole thing where we're so used to seeing these edited bodies these bodies that mm. aren't actually real we're so conditioned to seeing the 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 small waist the big breast the mm-hmm. you know the big ass and it's not real in most of the case is really not real because yeah like we need to be seeing more real bodies on Instagram mm. and yeah. less of this editing less of the BBLs less of um less of the breasts the fake breasts and stuff because it is damaging and this is like just when we're constantly consuming that all the time Mm -hmm. like of course our minds are just constantly like looking at people and being like oh I wish my waist was like that Mm oh I wish my bum was sitting high like that oh my breasts mm, I wish my breasts were you know sitting a bit higher and not as saggy and not far apart kind of thing like it's no wonder that jealousy can seep into our subconscious like that Mm -hmm. Um, yeah it's interesting as well like when you think about like just the Love Island girls for example this year like mm. you you look at their Instagram and they look gorgeous on the Instagram but in in on the show they just look like normal girls that have had surgery and not gonna lie I'm not yeah. shaming anyone but some of their surgery looks botched but then on Instagram they look perfect so yeah. people like let me drag Faye because I don't like Faye her lips on Instagram <laughs> look just like li- normal big lip filler lips but then in real life she looks sad like they're just mm. down all the time um so there's kind of like the, when you see people in real life you don't see these baddies that you see on Instagram because no one looks like yeah. that everyone is faking it they don't actually look like, like that even with the surgery they're still editing their photos yeah exactly and that's that's crazy um even yeah, Kylie like, Jenner like Kylie Jenner is yeah. the queen of sur- surgery and the queen of face tune because you see her on Keeping Up With Kardashians and mm. her face like her cheeks look massive she doesn't look even, like her Instagram even the case like because I'm sure even on the last Keeping Up With The Kardashians like there's yeah. lots of times where she's covering her face and she doesn't want to be on camera and stuff and it's mm. like this is your show and like there's a reason why they've ended the show <laughs> now because like they don't even want to be on camera like mm. on live t- on their live camera for their own show because it's like they want to keep up appearances with their Instagram yeah and yeah. it's which is mad crazy mm-hmm. um yeah but like you had definitions of jealousy yeah so um jealousy is the definition an overwhelming feeling of insecurity about a potential loss or inequity so this 
jealousy links to possessiveness, control, um, lack mm. of self-worth and you not living authentically, you not practicing mm. enough gratitude. Um, and it shows more in romantic relationships with a partner. Um, mm-hmm. And so, for instance, if your man is staring at someone on the street, like an attractive person yeah. on the street, you will then in your minds or you may in your minds um, presume something. So you mm. might just guess something. And it might um, be like a bit of insecurity, and even the like yeah. with the whole possessiveness. Like this is my mm-hmm. man, and why is he looking at other women, kind of thing? Um, and why is yeah. he looking at me and not seeing him look at me like that? Like, which yeah, that, yeah. So you can kind of understand, stand like that from there. Yeah, and it just shows that something's lacking in the relationship. Maybe he doesn't know mm. your love languages or she or them, or maybe they don't know your like attachment style. You might have an anxious attachment style where you need a bit more attention, a bit more love, and they might not be giving it to you. So you're like you need to make sure you're compatible in these types of ways so that your your jealousy doesn't come through. And you've also got to work on it yourself. Like it can't be the other person's responsibility to make sure you're not jealous because you also need to not spiral and not like just run with your automatic thoughts you need to sit there and think no I'm just I'm just assuming that they like this person I'm not or that they don't like me anymore I'm this mm-hmm. not actually a clear um a clear response from their mouth like a lot of the time it can be like that but yeah that's the definition of jealousy um and then there's envy which is a bit different to jealousy mm-hmm. um and it's a discontent or resentful feeling um basically aroused by someone's possessions someone's qualities or Mm. someone's luck so you see someone with superior in your eyes superior things Mm. um, and you're envious of like their maybe possessions or their appearance Mm. um so that's a bit more like you might be envious of your friends or someone on instagram you might see their life and want to be like them but yeah yeah, another thing you can't assume you don't know anything about of this person you can't assume everything comes easy to everyone yeah yeah that's interesting like having the two definitions the differentiation between them um i think my jealousy story i feel like times i've been jealous because i don't feel like i'm a jealous person and um oh i think you said you've said before about how like with jealousy people will like pretend that they're not jealous or something like that yeah 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 um definitely that's that's definitely what i do i pretend that i'm not jealous about anything (laughs) i'm just like yeah i'm not jealous like mm." um and maybe i maybe i am but like i just try Mm. so i feel like i'm not kind of acting on those emotions i'll just pretend that i'm not (laughs) so i Mm. can just get on with my life and focus on myself um, but I feel like there's been times times when I felt jealous. I feel like sometimes you know when um you know when yeah. you get guys and they want to move through your whole friendship group. So it's kind of like a guy will approach my friends first, they're interested in my friends first. And then the next thing you know, they want to come approach me. And it's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, you were getting to know this person. So why are you coming to me now? Like, don't mm. don't come to me after you've spoken yeah. to my friends. Like, like yeah. all my friends are buff. Don't even get me wrong. All my friends are buff. So yeah. it's like, I'm not jealous that my friends are like, that, or maybe my friends are buffer than me. All my friends are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not the fact, it's not of that, but it's more of the fact like, no, no, no. If you liked my friend, you like you liked my friend first yeah yeah 
So you I'm were like, attracted to their buffness more than my mm-hmm. type of buffness, which is like, we're all like different. We're all buff in different ways. So it's yeah. kind of like, you were attracted to that kind of buffness, buffness, which is okay. So you go over there, but don't come mm-hmm. to my type of buffness now because I'm not going to be playing myself off against my friends because my yeah. friends are fantastic. So like, don't be making me feel any type of insecurity with the fact that, oh yeah, you liked my friends first and now you want to come to me like I'm sloppy seconds. No, I'm not sloppy seconds. <laughs> So no. I feel like it's more of the case of like in the in the facts that I don't want to be jealous of my friends, I'm just mm-hmm. going to turn down any guy who was approaching them first because it's like, yeah, excuse me, yeah. who do you think you are? What, what are you I doing? I agree. Yeah, I agree 100%. It's just very, um, it's very gross like don't yeah. don't move to my friend and then because my friend doesn't like you oh let me look around her friendship group and see exactly. who else I like I know audacity. that is not the love story that I want like I want no. you to want me <laughs> literally away. you have to just see want me, me and want me yeah yeah and only me yeah yeah make sure <laughs> actually can I ask you something yeah yeah I just kind of wanted to ask you like does the same principle work with um dating apps um Oh yeah, because we we match the same person basically, guys. Yeah, and I've <laughs> done Hinge. it with one of my other friends as well. Yeah, which is like, mm. like, does it work the same? Because I feel like I felt a type of way because yeah. it's like, oh well. But then with dating apps, because it's like a free for all kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. everyone's on there individually. Your friendship yeah. groups aren't up on there. It's kind of like. Yeah, it's one of them things like, where... can I be annoyed about that? <laughs> it's a bit uncomfortable because like, if you all to bring bring to, if you were to bring everyone together, it is a bit uncomfortable. But then at the same time, you've got to know that this person, that you two may be more compatible. You may be having better chats and better conversation mm. than what I was with the person. So that's why it didn't work. Or like, yeah, like, I, I don't think yeah. there's... I don't think it's as sticky as in real life if someone approaches yeah. your friend and approaches you. Yeah, I guess so. Because it's like, especially if you're out together as well. And it's like, yeah. excuse me, we're all together. You were ignoring me last week and now you want to chat to me. Excuse me. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> uh, yeah, because like, that's, that's just what I don't like. I think, and I feel like what I don't like is that jealousy can kind of come up through that. And I don't want to be jealous yeah. of my friends because my friends are fantastic and they're gorgeous. Yeah. And it's just like, my friends are buff. Of course they're getting the men. Like, that's fine. Yeah. It's true. Um, and like what you said yesterday as well, it's better to find a guy on Hinge or whatever. Then once you've got his Instagram, he has no mutual followings. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Like, this is a thing. Because as soon as you get on that Instagram and it's like, you have to check, it's like, oh, who are the mm-hmm. mutuals? And then when you see some familiar names on there, it's like, oh. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> like, one annoying. thing that I really don't want, actually, is that I match someone and then their mutuals with someone that I've previously <laughs> that I've previously been seeing I've had this oh my gosh yeah I don't I really do not want this so I yeah. although I unfollow most people that um, it yeah. didn't work out with because it's like I'm sorry you're not having Same. accessibility to me Same. so I probably wouldn't even see them but that is one thing that I'm just like mm, yeah shit I don't mates. really want that to happen like damn one it. time I matched some guy on Hinge and then yeah um, I had him on Instagram and then a few months later I matched his brother <laughs> and then I went on their Instagrams I was like oh my god they're related <gasps> no. oh my god <laughs> then which one did you choose? the older one 
but then nothing happened nothing nothing actually come from it but um (laughs) yeah it's just a bit it's a bit funny in it like when stuff like that happens and on instagram I follow like I follow a lot of like mixed girls because I I guess you just end up following girls that look kind of like you that yeah. all have the same hair as you wear nice clothes and you know mm-hmm. like if I follow mixed girls I know that if you're the same skin tone as me that looks nice on you so let me find something that looks like that like just inspiration yeah, yeah. and sometimes like I a guy follows me and he follows all of these mixed girls that look very similar and mm. I just think I'm just one of the one of the few why are you trying uh, to talk to me like I don't I don't like it yeah. like when you're when you're too into it's like it's like you like any type of mixed girl you don't really have yeah. um you don't really have Standards. a preference around yeah like what kind of yeah. person you like it's just like it's oh just you like, fit the aesthetic so as let long me follow as they're you mixed and, and have chat. that right type of curl pattern yes exactly the right <laughs> the right length of hair <laughs> they just they're obsessed oh, i don't like it i've actually seen on someone's hinge profile it said oh um match me only match me if and it said that you've got that you've got a nice curl like it says something <gasps> about nice curls and i was like Oh my god! This guy, this guy just wants mixed race girls, literally. And yeah. like the guy, the guy was kind, kind of dusty himself. Like yeah, the whole dusty of these men. Like they, I just don't understand. Demanding. Like why are they matching me? And they're really not even on my level. Like yeah, I'm mystery. sorry. Just like you're coming to me with your with your dusty face. You, you yeah. ain't creamed your ashy lips. Like, <laughs> and you want to come to me and you're specifying. Oh, you need someone who's got banter and doesn't take life too seriously. Oh. Oh, That's no. what I'm, I'm hating that now. The whole, oh, match me if you've got banter and you don't take life too seriously. I'm sorry, my life is very serious. I am very serious <laughs> about my life. I'm very serious about my life. I like, yeah, my life is serious. Yeah. And this whole, oh, match me if you've got banter. Do you have banter? Yeah, honestly, guys don't have banter. Do you guys? Guys who say and want a girl who's got banter don't have banter because like they yeah. are bringing no banter. Like, I'm yeah, sorry, like, I'm and I have, funnier I have than to come. Literally, yeah. and I have to come with all the jokes. Yeah, like, they're not okay. <laughs> they're so uptight as well. Like you can't even yeah. like just poke them; they'll cry. Like you can't Literally. do anything. Like they don't find anything funny. <laughs> Literally, just, and then they'll start being like, "Oh my gosh, you're so picky, you're so demanding." All of this is like, no, 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 no. You just don't get my sense of humour. Like, mm. but I can be cruel if you want me to. Yeah. But we'll get that we'll get onto that next week because um <laughs> next week's um injections unfiltered. Um so I think we finished with that today. But mm-hmm. not next week, sorry, week after. So in two weeks' time, this is a fortnightly segment. We're gonna come to you with another injections unfiltered. But we would like you guys to share with us your stories of when you have been dating someone or when you're friends acquaintances or you know family Mm -hmm. with people who you clearly can't stand yeah um maybe we'll (laughs) stick to dating though but like yeah so kind of like you're dating someone and you clearly you clearly hate them because i feel Mm -hmm. like i know there's lots of times when like you know the guys that people we're dating they hate us but like what about the times when you clearly hate the person you're dating and you're just kind of there and it's like why am i here because i clearly hate you yeah so like i don't like um, you (laughs) yeah share share with us your stories your toxic stories about how like the times when you clearly just can't stand someone and yeah yeah we can kind of figure out the boundaries of when we should call it on those type of relationships because (laughs) 
<laughs> literally no guys I've actually got stories for you because um, yeah like I've, I've dated people that I clearly can't stand and it's just like why am I here? Like, yeah, I don't like I'm you. starting to think. The more I think about it, I can think of more. Like I've got some stories yeah. now as well. Yeah, definitely. So guys, um, please share with us uh, any stories where you're, you've dated people that you clearly you clearly hate them, you clearly can't stand them, mm-hmm. but you're just there for whatever reason. Like I don't know, maybe maybe the maybe the D is good. I don't know, yeah. but like. Um, Really? Yeah, let us let us know your stories <laughs> and how that ended up. If it ended well or not well mm-hmm. or if it just fizzled out or whatever but um let us know your stories you can um fill out our google forms which we will put live at some point today um <laughs> uh, so you can fill out our google forms which is um linked in our link tree which is linked on our bio on instagram so if you just go into our bio on instagram you'll see injections unfiltered at the top and you'll be able to fill out um, the Google Forms which will be anonymous if you'd like to leave like an initial or a nickname or a fake name for us to refer to you by please do um, or you can send us an email to inject it under sorry to inject it podcast at gmail.com um, everything will be anonymous we're not trying to out people out here um, but let us know your toxic stories about times you've dated people that you clearly can't stand and you clearly hate them um yeah and that will be open for the next week or so and we'll be talking about it in two weeks time uh yeah yes. exciting so, thank you we hope that you enjoyed injections and filtered this week and yeah mm-hmm. let us know if you've got any toxic stories do you see toxic mm-hmm. stories like diana creating tinder profiles <laughs> <laughs> to check I that have nothing else to say. <laughs> I was a broken woman. Oh gosh, <laughs> crazy! I um, was manipulated. That was a bad relationship. That was a very yeah. bad relationship. Crazy. <laughs> that that's a bit mad. That's a bit mad. Still, yeah. Mm. Um. Anyway, so yeah. Okay. Next. Topic. So just quick topics updating. So OnlyFans no longer banning porn. They've seen the light. Um, which I just feel like I think is good yeah. I think that there's other ways that they can get revenue there's other ways I feel like mm-hmm. this is just has to mean that they have to actually put in work to think of other ways that they can gain more money and other ways that they can do ad revenue because it's like why don't they advertise sex toys why don't they team up with oh like you were saying Diana team up with mm. um sex bloggers team up with yeah. sexual wellness content creators There's stuff so like many. that and yeah. um exactly like so many people like people love talking about sex all the time so why can't they kind of like build on that instead of because uh, I just think it was very cheek of them banning it in the first place because I'm sorry sex workers have really elevated your platform and if you really did not want to be known for porn you would have shut it down long time ago but clearly clearly you didn't care that much because it was bringing in the money and now OnlyFans is known for sex workers whereas we know that the um, that the app was actually created so people could um, people could share like their content, their artwork, yeah. um, and their creative creative um, things 
and get and be mm-hmm. able to charge for it and that's what it was originally for it was originally for for um creatives and artists to be able to showcase their work and get paid instead of having their work on free platforms like instagrams and stuff like that mm-hmm. um however if you wanted to just be known for that and you didn't want to be known for sex work you would have put a stop to it a long time ago but yeah that's true because sex workers have been able to go on there and be able to do what they do and monotonize from it and have like more ethical ways of porn and amateur porn like you guys have really taken taken and now now the banks want to get involved and now you're like oh let's ban it and it's like excuse me who elevated the platform in the first place Mm mm-hmm yeah, it's like use them to make some money. And now that we've made our money, let's change the direction completely Literally. and drop them, drop them off. But like, I'm glad that they're um, they're sticking to like their mm-hmm. original plan and they're not getting rid of sex workers. But like we were saying yesterday, there needs to be a safe space for sex workers and a stable place mm-hmm. where they can actually earn a wage without having yeah. to worry that the app is going to close down and they're going to have to find another route. Like there yeah, needs to be a place porn. where... Yeah, they they need to work in a healthy environment where they have yeah. like mental health support and they have guidance like to mm-hmm. how to use the app because there are young people that uh they're they're becoming sex workers and I don't know if they're prepared. They're not like, aware or some people are they even aware that that's what they're doing? Yeah. Because like it's like nudes and Yeah, because like some pics. people they just think, Oh, we can go on OnlyFans and just post some feet pictures and it's kind of like that is a form of sex work because there are such things as foot fetishes like you know it's like that kind of thing like do they even know that they're kind of going into the sex work industry Mm -hmm. in a sense and yeah like then yeah there needs to be more platforms where it can be just like explicitly like look this is this is for sex workers Mm-hmm. this is for like up and coming and amateurs however I feel like with OnlyFans because like anyone can make an OnlyFans and just start doing what they're doing and people just it's yeah. like a lot of people now um, I'm going to say a lot of women like some guys actually as well because I find a lot of guys I've had guys try and tell me oh you should make an OnlyFans and it's like excuse me what <laughs> what do you mean I should make an OnlyFans just because I've got arse and breasts I should, I should be taking pictures and putting on OnlyFans and charging for it excuse me like I'm sorry there's sex workers who are very good at what they do there are content creators who are very very good at what they do and it's like Mm. I'm not trying to encroach on their space because I've got my own space that I'm in I'm trying to do other things for money which doesn't involve my body like um, Mm -hmm. that's not and obviously that's not shaming sex workers at all Um, because I feel like like I'm I'm pro sex workers definitely and I feel like there's very talented people they know what they're doing and they should get paid accordingly for for their skills and for their worth um but I don't think I feel like OnlyFans has definitely kind of like made people think that they can just do it and Mm -hmm. people who think that they are quote-unquote freaks that oh yeah I can go and like go on OnlyFans and just masturbate on camera and ha 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 how Mm. cute and it's just like look I'm sorry like do you know what you're doing like Mm -hmm. are you sure this is exactly what you want to be be doing and this is sex work understand that you're you're now in the sex work industry Mm -hmm. and is that okay like 
not obviously if that is something that you're wanting to do and you're passionate about good for you but yeah I just I don't like how it's this whole thing this whole is very accessible at the moment and I feel like there needs mm. to just be a platform which is like specifically for sex workers specifically for the porn industry where they can be ethically paid and they can set their own prices they can have their followers and be like yeah this is what we like to do this is what we like to see we like to see this we like to do this and mm-hmm. yeah and and as well as space yeah. where they know it's not going to just be taken down yeah 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 i agree 100 percent um but yeah so OnlyFans no longer banning porn which I think is good go find different ways like this is the thing and this is another reason why you can clearly see that there's clearly no women there's no LGBTQ there's no diversity there's no black people there's no people of colour in these boardrooms because the first thing they thought of so they can get ad revenue was let's just ban the porn and it's like sorry who elevated your profile in the first place like how dare you like and this is how you know that there's no one creative sitting in these top seats because there's different ways that you can create ad revenue there's different ways you can you can monetize there's different ways that you can like get um get sex influencers get um get dominatrix get like um you know subs and doms involved where they can be paid ethically and promote on your site on your platform because that is what you do i do really think they should push as well towards like sex education and like definitely how to videos like this is how to like tie someone up this is how yeah like douche i don't know like different tips that actually help people and educate people and that should definitely be done through like the right people so you know like it should definitely be done like like dominatrixes and dominance yeah. who come on and they're like this is what you do this is how you safely do bdsm this mm-hmm. is how you safely like, i don't know flog someone or whatever yeah and, and consent tips and like things yes. like that and even like it, they need to be intersectional when they're doing this because they can also they could be really good forum for conversations around like mm-hmm. um race play and rape play and things like yes. that where there's not enough conversation like unless someone is really into um unless someone is really educated on all of this mm-hmm. stuff there's not really healthy conversations around no like, there what aren't. is rape play and how what where are the lines like what are the lines how do you yes. decide what they are things like that i think there's so, there's a space for it there is definitely mm-hmm. a space for it and definitely. it needs to happen yeah um definitely and i feel like there'd be lots of things that only fans can do and only fans look we're watching you if you're i bet you guys listen to our podcast here and stealing our ideas but like <laughs> but yeah. the thing is, there's, there's lots Shit. of things that they could do and like i'm sorry go hit up go hit up olani go hit up scotty and famous go hit up mm-hmm. um, madam storm go hit up the right people and like those are yeah a select few names of black women who you can get involved in this um but yeah like yeah only fans come up with better ideas get get some more diversity on your top mm-hmm. teams who are making these decisions because i'm sorry you really missed the mark with that one yeah <laughs> For you guys to have to do a u a u-turn with the outrage yeah. you got you guys really missed Awful. the mark because who would you who would you have had on your platform for your banks to advertise through 
<laughs> who would you have had? Because I'm sorry, I no bet one. I bet you don't have enough content creators who are just on there who are just doing their mini tutorials their youtube tutorials on there because like there's so many platforms that they can put it on there there's skillshare that they can put their stuff on youtube even pays they can put their their stuff on like it's not like i'm sorry there's so many platforms that do Mm -hmm. that so why would you want to take away what's making your platform different Mm -hmm and and make it into every other platform that there is people aren't going to use it when there's other platforms out there you know yeah yeah um, definitely but yeah so yeah well done only fans for making a u-turn however mm-hmm. like not very you completely missed the mark and that that's unacceptable we will remember get some we diversity in your top teams yeah um <laughs> okay <laughs> So next topic, um, Molly May hmm. is the new <laughs> creative director of Pretty Little Thing. So we we have mixed views about this. So yeah, I think I'll stop just because. Yeah. Anyway, so Molly May is now the creative director of Pretty Little Thing, which I personally think is amazing. Like, I think good on her well done because I'm sorry we have not seen an influencer any type of influencer regardless that she's come from Love Island whatever we have not seen an influencer come out of the villa come off Instagram and then become the creative director of such a massive um, company of a massive brand like they all Mm. do hashtag ads they all kind of do um, brand posts they advertise the brands but she's come and walked into a job there. I And I'm sorry, I really do believe that she would have put, there would have been a lot of work that she's been putting in. Like, I don't follow Molly May or anything at all, but like, you can see that she's put in work because no other influencer has done this. And she has gone and gone and walked into, she's gone and just created, got, gone and walked into the job of a creative yeah. director. Like, her yeah. as a content creator like these influencer contract creators they can do so many things like and like they are they are doing so much and mm-hmm. we have people in these creative positions of these big organizations who are old white men and it's like what do they know about what young women are wearing at this moment in time mm-hmm. what are they what what do they know of what these women actually want to wear and just seeing someone a young woman be in that job where she obviously she does her bits with the fashion she obviously Mm. likes the clothing she likes the brand and she wears the clothes and um just to see her be able to walk in and be like no this is what the girls want and let's give the girls what they want it's not everyday keyhole keyhole in mm. a bodycon dress not every day cutouts everywhere because like, i'm sorry those cutouts everywhere where it's like cut out on the boob cut out on the belly cut out on the on the hips cut out <laughs> on the sides as well it's like the dresses that you see on opoly yeah basically it's like yeah. i'm sorry who's designing these dresses like it's just like a sleazy man is designing these dresses that's all i can think mm. of because why mm. is it keyhole 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 and you can only wear it if you've got fake breasts and a fake ass like um <laughs> So BBR yeah, and I, yeah. So I really do think that Pretty Little Thing are gonna have some amazing collections. I think that she's gonna she's doing big things, 
And I do believe that she has gone and worked hard to go and get this job because no other influencer has gone and done this. And yeah, good for her. That's that's really what I think. Because you said that she's like 21 or something, isn't she? Yeah, she's 21, I like, think. She's so young. And I just feel like, like people would go through the... Like, I just think that this is just another way and it's showing the upcoming generation of other ways to get into these jobs instead of going down the university route because most people will go Mm. through university and probably study like fashion media fashion marketing whatever Mm. to try and get into a role like this Mm -hmm. and um to get into like obviously creative teams on these fashion brands and they'll go through the university route whereas molly may she's gone down the influencer route she's clearly worked hard because yeah. like content creation you don't you content creation and vlogging and all of that it's not easy like mm-hmm. like people kind of think it is and i just think it's just a different route that she's gone down to go and get this job so i i do think good for her mm. um i think right molly may i like molly may mm-hmm. i think she's a love island legend like she she is the she first is influencer to like what you just said have done something this big and she really used the show how everyone should use the show she went in there Mm -hmm. she found love and she also is making lots of money herself yeah um and her and tommy are cute like i sometimes watch their vlogs and their her youtube channel and she is Mm -hmm. entertaining she is actually very entertaining as an influencer you know a lot about her life she lets you in to her life yeah and i also like how I was watching the stories of the Pretty Little Thing event that happened the other day. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to see so many different people together. Like the receipts were there. Um, yeah. Nella Rose, Adiola, so Mariam. Yeah. And like, I just liked Dave as well Pierce. seeing when when Nella tweeted Molly May being like, oh, yeah. I want to be, be like Molly May when I grow up. And then Molly May was like, but you're already amazing right now, Queen. Like, yeah. I just, it was just nice seeing that interaction. It, is nice, it was just, it? you know, and like, obviously, because I only really follow the black influencers, but yeah, yeah, it's just nice to see that interaction, to see They're that, connecting. like, oh, yeah, she, she does acknowledge that the black influencers are here and doing they are it, doing yeah. things. And she is, and it is like, not that she's bringing them in, but the fact that she they were all invited to the launch. Yeah. No, it shows yeah, like, no, nice. she's got the relevant names here as mm-hmm. well. Not just the white people, but also in yeah. the other industries and um, black people, people of colour and all of that. And I I just, it was nice to see it. Yeah, I rated it as well. And even people like Young Philly, like, I don't I don't know if Chunks were there, but like just the random like boys as well. Yeah. <laughs> she brought her along. I liked it. Um, like, so she got anyway. like the whole YouTube community there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's they've nice. all grown for YouTube, which is that is and that is great. That's what like British influencing looks like because it's yeah. not just all these white girls. That Nella Rose is fucking big. Massive. Like she is massive. massive. Like everyone loves Nella Rose. Like she yeah. she's a meme creator. She can create a meme out of thin air. Like it's crazy. Mm. Um, or a quote or a saying, and the whole world goes with it. Literally, but, um, like I'm gonna shake my ass in the thong. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She I don't know how she comes up with it. She's just so charismatic. Like she makes it look so easy. Um 
But yeah, anyway, back to Pretty Little Thing. I think Pretty Little Thing as a brand is disgusting. I, <laughs> I, so from the reading that I've done, Pretty Little Thing is owned by Boohoo and the owners of Boohoo, mm-hmm. um, who were accused of modern slavery in July 2020 um, from an investigation by the Sunday Times. So they found that they were paying garment workers only £3.50 an hour Mm-mm. who work in a factory in Leicester. And the minimum wage, wow. basically, in our country is £8.75 for over mm-hmm. 25s. But the garment workers were earning £3.50, which is That's disgusting. loads under the national minimum wage. Yeah. So no one has faced prosecution. No one has got in trouble. No one has been sacked from what everyone knows. Um, mm-hmm. So this, to me, like pretty little thing as a brand, it exploits working class people and vulnerable people that uh, in dire need of a job like it, they're taking the piss and they're taking advantage of people who are vulnerable and to me Molly May I, like everyone's saying how this is big boss moves big moves and stuff I don't see this as like a big girl boss move because joining a company that is a fast fashion brand that is ruining the planet and mm-hmm. is harming working class people to me and that contributes to modern day slavery to me that isn't like the actual the essence of her getting this job as a creative director mm-hmm. is like a big deal like yeah amazing you're 21 and you're doing big things but I don't see it as like a big progressive movement because I think if if you're helping or if you're if you're not fighting against modern day slavery and you're not kicking up a fuss about it if you're aware of it and you're working for a company that um enables it then I see that as a problem I see you as an enabler and I I just can't I can't support I can't support <laughs> it and I doubt she cares about me supporting it but yeah um, yeah that's my view on it I don't think it's a positive thing (laughs) so like okay my counter argument Mm. is that I personally in my opinion I don't believe it's Molly May's problem and I don't think it is her responsibility as Mm. creative director of Pretty Little Thing like she isn't actually on that side on the corporate side which, which is making the decisions and actually enforcing the modern day slavery I feel like pretty little thing need to be held accountable and need to um, they like yeah I do believe they need to be held accountable I I think it's mm. disgusting the whole uh, the fact that they are involved in modern day slavery yeah and and but uh, as well as like the fact that a lot of um, a lot of fast fashion brands well a lot of brands just in general are are also are involved in in this as well and Mm. i feel like the brands need to be held accountable but i don't see how molly may becoming creative director a pretty little thing i don't understand how this is her problem because she has just become creative director of a company of a brand that she likes she likes the fashion yeah. of the brand. She's she's already she's already been working with the brand because she's been doing hashtag ad for them for how long, and um and she's been their like brand ambassador and stuff like that for a long time yeah. already, and she clearly likes working with them. And I don't see how just because now that she's become creative director, oh, it's on her. She needs to go and sort out modern day slavery in the company, but maybe she doesn't even have access to that. Maybe she doesn't even know the department that sorts that out and stuff like that. And why aren't 
why aren't they actually being held accountable? Why aren't they being taken to court? And it's because these um, these companies that are all involved, they're involved in so much anyway. And um, yeah, like the government's on their side anyway, like or and the police and whatever, whoever is, whoever it is that will that has the power to make change, the companies. Already have or have already bought into them, and that's why there mm. that's why there isn't change. That's why they haven't been prosecuted. That's why no one's been taken to trial, and yeah, um, yeah. and that's why there is no investigation. And I don't see how Molly May is going to change that. Yeah, I get that. I get that. There's not an urgency at all to actually sort out the actual issue, which is mm-hmm. modern day slavery. But Molly May. It may not be her responsibility, but... And it may not be her responsibility, but as creative director, she is contributing towards this problem because she... Mm-hmm. Her role is going to involve her creating these ideas and mm-hmm. then giving more work down to the people who are working in the factories and having to create the products. So mm-hmm. she she's part... She's a contributing factor towards why this is continuing. And for me, I just... I see it as everyone's responsibility, like, regardless of where you're from, especially a middle-class white person who who is... Like, she's not going to lose out on much if she doesn't take this role. Like, it's a seven-figure deal, is it? Like... Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of money. And... Like I, she, she might really want that money, but like, I, d- I don't see that money being worth more than these people that are working in these awful conditions. The thing is, though, I personally think that think that if she didn't take the role, I think she is losing out on stuff because she's losing out on her career. Like, yeah, okay, she's getting the money, whatever. Look, we have to, we have to work to get money and to have a certain lifestyle. And at the end of the day, she will be losing out because she's losing out on her career, the career path that she that she wants for herself. Like maybe she doesn't want to be doing hashtag mm. ads for the rest of her life. At the end of the day, she like the fact that she likes the clothes from the place, she's always going to be contributing because she's always going to be doing hashtag ad. Most of the yeah, places exactly. that we, most of the places that we shop at have very dodgy, dodgy infrastructures, you know, just like Primark and all the other places mm. that all do like, and even when it comes to okay, the thing is, is though the reason why I can't shut down Molly May and obviously fast fashion, yes, it is a problem and it's a definite problem on the environment, um, as it's not a sustainable, um, it's not a sustainable kind of economically. However, I I do think like sustainable fashion isn't affordable to the masses, and it's not like obviously like I understand that kind of overbuying and this kind of Instagram haul culture is yeah, very that's much what her audience is yeah it's a very much big contributor to um to to sorry I'm trying to think of the word to this like kind of obviously wasteful and overbuying mm. culture that we have at the moment um however like at the end of the day like people want to look nice and people want to dress nice and we and shopping sustainably and shopping at boutique stores that you know do the nice fashion and stuff like that it can be very expensive and not everyone can afford that like because don't get me wrong like i'm not really someone who will shop at at pretty little thing that much but i do shop on asos 
and ASOS do stock pretty lot of things. They shop, they stock misguided, they stock Boohoo. Mm-hmm. I tend not to shop from those brands. However, like I know that ASOS has a lot of questionable, um, questionable like techniques and method and methodologies. However, that's not going to stop me from wanting to work at ASOS. If you get what I mean, like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, for my career. And like I'm sorry, look, I'm I'm trying to get to the seven figures too, Molly May. Like you're not alone <laughs> there, babe. Like <laughs> I, I will go and work at pretty little thing too, and um, and I, like I, while I know that these um, companies have have this in place, it's like it doesn't mean that I'm going to just stop with. Um, it doesn't mean I'm just going to stop. I'm like because when it comes to my career and I don't know if I'm explaining this right I've forgotten what I was trying to say like well anyway sorry just so, just a cut I think um yeah I just feel like because the yeah. thing is like I will go and shop at kind of black owned brands and these kind of boutique brands and like my average dress will cost 125 pound plus and I will spend the money because it's like you know what I like this brand and this is what I like mm-hmm. and I will save my money and I'll spend that. However, like a lot of people don't have that money to be able to buy. But the, I think her audience does though because they spend £200 a month on, like so many girls do this, they, they mm-hmm. do their hauls, they spend hundreds a month on fast fashion when they could buy from these independent brands, sustainable brands, they could buy like staple pieces and big, mm-hmm. like a nice item that isn't made of plastics and Mm -hmm. like then then they won't be contributing towards the issue and molly may can do it herself she could have like i know she doesn't want to she has no desire to do it but if she want she actually had a problem with modern slavery and if she didn't like fast fashion and like what it's doing to the planet she could have taken another route and tried to work with sustainable brands but that's just like it's obviously not her she has no desire to make a change by the sounds of it mm-hmm. um, because she's been promoting pretty little thing forever so I just don't yeah. like yeah she's a nice girl but I just in my mind I don't see this decision that she's made as ethical or moral when you're part of enabling this stuff to continue mm-hmm. like really this isn't a world that we want to live in where people are living are working in these types of conditions but at the end of the day as well it's kind of like okay so she we we don't know what she's doing to help like this might be this might be some of the things that like well we don't really know like a lot of um the instagram girls and the the hall and like the fashion hall girls they 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 get they do their fashion haul they do their hashtag ad and then they sell all the clothes on depop they or they mm. give all the clothes away which also contributes to a circle to a circular economy like um you've said to me before that you buy through depop but it's like mm-hmm. while you buy through depop which is like good for you obviously you can't always find the things that you want and um and it's not that it's also not that accessible to many people yeah. like yeah. obviously like say if um, like bigger girls probably wouldn't be able to buy through Depop all the time because it's like it's not going to be it's going to be hard to find things that will look good mm-hmm. on your body and will be in your size and it's kind of like oh why are they selling it are they selling it because it didn't look good on my body shape or what like what what is it and um and like there's limitations when it comes to a circular economy and there's also limitations to sustainable fashion brands yeah, um, it's just like yeah. with Lucy and Yak how they had the backlash because they did not want to stock 
plus sizes and it's yeah, like yeah it's like this is one sustainable fashion brand where you guys are um like you guys are promoting kind of like economical um and living wages and stuff however you do not want to stock four plus size four plus size mm-hmm. people and it's a one to, and the type of clothing that they supply Lucignac dungarees is going to look on good on every body type so it's like mm-hmm. why were they taking so long to actually yeah, um, stock it and this is the thing like sustainable fashion brands they obviously they take a lot longer to grow they're not as well known the same with the fashion boutiques and stuff like that like kai collective i love look shout out kai collective shout out Faseo. i love her i love everything she does <laughs> i love the, i love the brand i literally every time there's a drop i'm so upset i did not get the drop i did not get the guy a tube dress i wanted it for my birthday <laughs> and i'm still very sad about it like i don't think i'll ever be getting over it um I think like I will happily buy the next drop. I hope she brings it out in a different color so I can just buy mm-hmm. the next drop. Um and that's the only thing I'll get over it if I can get that for Christmas. But um no, I'm very upset at the fact that I did not get that guy a tube dress for my birthday. Anyway, yeah. and this is the thing, like the things sell out a lot when um these fashion brands, the boutique brands start to grow, um, because it's like they might not have the stock and stuff like that. Yeah. Um to actually like cater for demand and um and like and obviously when these when these fashion brands come out and the dresses that they sell are a hundred pound plus and then you get a dupe on pretty little thing and it's just like oh well i can get this on pretty little thing for 45 Mm -hmm. it's like yeah where are people going to shop like i don't think i don't think it's correct um them ripping off anyone's designs because that's yeah. just awful <laughs> and obviously and i much happier buy from the boutique brands and buy from my black owned brands as well um mm. but yeah like i don't know i feel like molly may may be doing the bits that she can behind the scenes she might be donating money to ch- to the certain charities xyz however she is not the ceo of pretty little thing to be making mm-hmm. these changes at the end of the day her job is to be the creative director choose what choose what clothing they buy maybe maybe molly may will even be able to put in place like more sustainable buying methods like how a lot of places are starting mm. with kind of like the um the rent to buy renting scheme with clothing instead like she has the chance now maybe she'll put these things in place like i mean she's only just got the job has she even started it yet like we don't know so i think it's yeah. very premature to start criticizing saying well she hasn't done anything we don't know what she's done and we don't but know what she's, she's doing. already been she's been promoting the brand for a long time without yeah like any but she likes like, the brand I don't, I don't think it's premature i just think that she's not interested in making changes yeah but she likes I the don't... brand she likes the clothes what what can we do yeah like, that's what i, I mean like i don't think ASOS. we should expect anything i don't ASOS think we should expect any like, any big changes i like i like i like shopping on asos and like i ASOS was, is one of the places that I like I would aim to want to work but mm. it's like I can't go and change the fact that like you know what's happening in their factories and some of the questionable things that ASOS have done and also I used to work at Topshop I can't stop the fact that 
oh Topshop hasn't gone and paid for when they were going out of business and paid for their workers and they've stolen the money those are the people who are high up those are the people who are in those CEO positions they don't care they're all Molly's in those high up though huh Molly's pretty high but up she's, she's not, not like a retail she's worker. not in those circles though is she but she's not in those circles those circles the circles of the paedophiles who own all of these sex <laughs> rings and all of this thing like I'm sorry she's not in those circles she's not that high up she's a creative director yeah I do think though the main issue is that we live in a world where people are just buying and buying and buying yeah, and buying definitely. where we don't need to produce so many new things all the time mm-hmm. like like there's there's enough things already created that people can share with each other like look I've got this do you want this let me pass it to you I've got this do you want this let me pass it to you but we don't live that isn't our culture we don't yeah. we don't share but, we don't pass around is, resources it's, it's hard to do that when things can get outworn when things get outdated and yeah, when people we can't really share when we're all different sizes and stuff like that um i do think we need more kind of going on with trying to recycle fashion trying to recycle clothes mm. and stuff like that and having more sustainable materials definitely um but the fashion the fashion industry in general is very very outdated and very far behind yeah um, the model doesn't yeah. really seem to be working at all yeah it's um, not and um yeah. yeah and i think it's going to take a long time to change it um however i don't think it's molly may's responsibility by herself to be changing that no i don't either but i think i think if we expect her to do big things and we expect this to have a positive mm-hmm. um influence or we expect positive change and yeah, I think that's just wishful thinking because I don't yeah. think she's interested. <laughs> well, I don't I don't think she's in the position to be able to make a massive change either because we can keep shouting shouting about it, but like we've already seen that things don't work, petitions don't work, voting don't work. Mm. Like just what are we going to do? Like no one's giving up their jobs because I'm sorry, look, pretty little thing offered me creative director, look I'll be taking that. I would have taken that yesterday like literally like <laughs> I'll be taking mm. my seven figures and I'm not going to be looking back I'm just going to be like yeah I don't wear pretty little thing but yeah I'll work for them yeah. and I'll and I'll <laughs> I'll bring out the clothes for you guys to buy and I'll I'll be doing it shamelessly I would I'm Without not even going to lie shamelessly not yeah. thinking about the garment workers <laughs> yeah shamelessly I'll be doing it because what am I meant to do I can't pay the garment workers myself can I could you not no like distribute your wealth like give give no, that away I can give to charity but I can only give a certain percentage why would you to give to charity when you know that there's people in, in your company I'm not that in, aren't because I'm not in the do I work for payroll do I pay people's wages no I don't no, so how am I meant to do that money comes through to your bank account you could yeah you could literally just so I have say, to go and I'm get gonna everyone's give bank details and give it to well, them personally you can personally. have an admin person if this seven figure deal you probably so got I'm, an accountant so I've got money I'm paying mm. my admin to go and find people's wages so I can do that like I'm not the CEO of this company to be topping up wages I think that's the thing though like if we all, no one's going to take accountability everyone's going to point fingers yeah like it is ultimately CEO and the big bosses is their their problem but yeah. I feel like middle middle people also have some sort of influence and some sort of power to yeah, we definitely have some do something sort of to speak influence. out but I don't think I, I really don't believe they have any power I don't think influencers have any power 
I think they have influence, but I don't think they have any power. Because, and I think that's I where think they do. I don't think they do. And the thing is, is that this is where this influence of society and culture is getting warped because it's always a shoot the messenger type of thing. It's always shoot the person that we can see. However, mm. it's like, why aren't we going after the big bosses? Why aren't we going after these people who are like, who are endorsing modern day slavery? Like, I'm sure Molly May doesn't like the fact that there is modern day slavery happening in the company yeah. that she's working for however like she can't go and pay their wages like she can't yeah it's just a shame that there's not enough people that want to change it or that want to do something about it like mm-hmm. in the organization and outside of the organization like mm-hmm. authorities like why has nothing been done yeah it's crazy like, yeah because i don't know at the end of the day yeah, I wouldn't expect her to be quitting her job. Mm, yeah, because I, I wouldn't like if someone came to me and said the same thing, which they probably can with the company that I'm working for now. I won't be quitting mm. my job, and I'm trying to get my seven figures too. So, mm. like, I've I've got a lifestyle to live, and I'm trying to get there too. So, and that's all I can say. Mm. So yeah, guys, I am very much into sustainability. <laughs> I try my best. I do. I do what I can. Mm. But yeah, like okay, Cheryl Cole, what's she doing? <laughs> Cheryl Cole's doing too much. Okay, Ugh. so isn't she always? When is she not? Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. For everyone who might not know who Cheryl Cole is, right? Because I forget that we've got listeners from across the world. Oh my God, look at us. Yeah. But, um, we Apparently, our listening is growing in South Africa. I know. Big up you, and go, Kenya big up you guys. <laughs> huh? Kenya as well. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh, guys. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thank you so much for listening. But Cheryl Cole, right? I feel like Americans might know her because she went on the American X Factor and no one could understand what and she was saying because like of her Geordie accent. Yeah. They were like, we can't understand. So they had to replace her with someone else. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she is like the English Rose, the the British sweetheart that English everyone. Rose? But that's what people, people like I her. I guess so. Like the white Brits love her they do love her mm. and all the guys fancy her but she basically <laughs> I don't know what it is about her she's so bland she's like um yeah I know what you mean like what's the source I'm trying to I'm trying to work it out but Literally. Um, anyway carry she on. is a former member of the girls group with Girls Allowed um and she was an X Factor judge in X Factor UK but she's now it's announced that she's going to be um presenting a R&B um, podcast mm. I think or something it's R&B a, a it's series it's a show or something yeah for like BBC Sounds show so which is so weird I feel like yeah. this is very like I'm, I can see a picture of her face and the show is called You Me and R&B like yeah first um, okay <laughs> read it, the room like, this doesn't make any sense Cheryl Cole has come from a pop band yeah pop bubblegum pop like boring pop like awful pop <laughs> okay she's come from a pop band she even um and as predatory as this is yeah she, she's even has a baby 
with one of the guys from you know another one big direction. pop band mm. called One Direction Liam Payne Liam Payne went to the school across from me you know did um, he? he's, yeah, he's from Wolverhampton yeah. I used to love One Direction he's from Wolverhampton <laughs> yeah anyway um, yeah she and like which is a bit predatory I think he's a few years older than me um, mm. yeah because she knew him when he was 14 <laughs> yeah predatory behaviour and they've mm-hmm. got a baby anyway which like I feel like we need to have an episode when we talk about because the way we hold men accountable for predatory behaviour there's a lot of women in these industries who are quite predatory as well because yeah. Nicole Scherzinger also quite predatory with the with the boys that she goes after she, don't she goes Hamilton, after X she? Factor boys as well mm. yeah she used to but she goes up to after X Factor boys as well like I think my cousin was on um, Celebrity X Factor and mm. And um, he was in, he was put in like a little, in a little kind of rugby boy bands kind of thing. Yeah. And um, and Nicole Scherzinger was dating one of his mates in the boy band. Oh my God. My cousin is younger than me. I heard a rumour about Nicole Scherzinger as well. Well, like one of my friends um, has a friend that was abroad in like, a, I don't, I can't remember what country. I think it was like Ibiza or something. Nicole was there with her husband and they they were at a bar all together and they become friends and then she keeps inviting them out for meals and stuff just this random couple from Essex like she, I think she's really friendly like she seems like she's really overly yeah. friendly yeah <laughs> weird anyway we'll have a conversation about that another day but um yeah I, BBC Sounds I really don't understand this because mm-hmm. the BBC even has a whole radio station called BBC One Extra where they play majority black R&B, Afrobeats, dancehall, yeah. bashment, soca when it's carnival season. Like they, they literally play all black music on there, mm-hmm. and it doesn't make. And this really does not make sense for, uh, for a platform that actually has R&B shows already. Because you've got Nadia J who has an R&B mm-hmm. show, Ace who has an R&B show at 10 p.m. on a Sunday now. The, his R&B show used to be on Thursdays like his whole show on Thursdays mm-hmm. and I used to tune in just on a Thursday so I can listen to this and they changed it to a Sunday night at 10pm like for now Cheryl Cole to get a whole R&B podcast yeah it's a podcast what? It, yeah, a whole it feels R&B like... podcast and she's not she's not qualified for this when you've got yeah. all these one extra DJs so who are plugged in with a lot of R&B musicians in the UK mm-hmm. who can do this like I'm sorry this has just completely missed the mark it makes no sense what links does Cheryl Cole have to R&B she has none because she does mediocre pop yeah like, like I really what can't is this I can't imagine that she's going to be pulling anything amazing out of the bag looking at the origins of R&B looking at current R&B artists looking even I think <sighs> she's just one of those white women that likes the stuff that is played on Kistory obviously I don't know her but likes the stuff yeah. that's played on Kistory and like the next um, what's that song like Wifey and th- those basic R&B yes. songs that every black person knows next already too close yeah she's gonna she's gonna come with them and like Return of the Mac all stuff like that Spring- that we all sprinkle know sprinkle a little bit of Lauren Hill in there yeah literally and it, it's for gonna for the culture I, I don't think it's going to be anything revolutionary or anything like amazing no. it's just going to be Cheryl and, like, talking about gonna... some songs that she likes and who is she going to be interviewing on this podcast on this R&B podcast who is she going to be interviewing light skin R&B artist 
a Georgia Smith that's going to be yeah. the only person <laughs> only person for the culture and then you'll get um, some of the white R&B get Adele on there yeah Jess like, Lynn the fuck Jessie J Jess Lynn Jessie J Jessie J now that she's like you know oh my gosh bang bang reached no <laughs> whatever <laughs> <laughs> Nicki Minaj is like don't don't bring me in on this yeah. song's shit Ariana Grande literally this is what I'm, Justin Bieber those are the people mm. that she'll be interviewing and this is just missing the mark an R&B podcast where you'd expect seeing British um, British R&B talent such as Ray Black Mahalia yeah. um, Nao um, give me some more names well there's there's lots Other of names other than the LMAs and the Georgia like, Smiths Miss um, Dynamite like the old old, like, old school Miss Dynamite Estelle Keisha um, from Sugar Babes yeah literally you can get all of these people and I just feel like I'm sorry I hear these these artists interviewed on BBC One Extra all the time I've heard yeah. Ray Black interviewed on Black Girls Living I've heard Bella yeah. Bella was interviewed on Black Girls Living recently like I'm mm-hmm. sorry like we like I'm sorry the UK podcast scenes they're doing the bits that they need to do by themselves yeah. already like who as we it be. is yeah exactly like they were already doing it and now BBC Sounds wants to put an R&B podcast and this is who you're choosing to front it I'm sorry like when we've got someone like the classic Manny who does yeah. fantastic music reviews on his podcast every single week mm-hmm. like who is Cheryl Cole who yeah. is Cheryl Cole to be doing this? It's it's actually crazy. Like, like you even had she, Eve the other day on BBC yes. Sounds. How she had she had a show. She had a podcast recently. Eve the Eve had a BBC Sounds podcast, and you're putting Cheryl Cole on an R and B podcast. What? Because you want the white people to listen to it? Yeah, yeah. I've Do read the white some people funny. Not know who Eve is? Some funny quote. Someone says making like, allowing Cheryl to do this is like putting Taylor Swift on a dance hall podcast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that is fucking hilarious. <laughs> now nah, let's see more. Oh, and then someone else hilarious. has said, politely asking for better representation here. Jamelia, Mika Paris, Alexandra Burke, Beverly Knight, all unavailable exactly. for this gig, were they? <laughs> Literally, all UK black women. Yeah. There are so many. Like, it's ridiculous how many black British R&B artists there are. Yeah. That are just And if we overlooked. want them to have come from X Factor, there's so many people who've come from X Factor. Yeah. You know. It is it, wild. Misha B on that list as well. Like... Misha B. Oh, I loved Misha B. You know. Um, but someone has said, this would have been an amazing opportunity for... Um, or even Estelle, Shola Amar... Jamelia, yeah. Alicia Dixon, Lisa Mafia. Yes. Just some names. Literally, Everyone Alicia go Dixon listen is, to some British Alicia black Dixon women. Alicia Dixon was judging on X Factor as well. Yeah, exactly. And then like, Natalie Emmanuel, the the really big famous actor who's in Game of Thrones and all sorts of stuff. She said, uh-huh. like R&B music hasn't been appropriated enough. Had its narrative controlled over and over by those who weren't the originators. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have mm-hmm. incredible, iconic Black British R&B talent and creators, but they won't get a platform like this because, well, we know why, which is true. We and know then why. London Hughes has true. also spoken. She said on Twitter, "We love London Hughes." Yeah, due to um, systemic racism, the UK team has neglected the talents of Black women in favour of white singers, yes, which is have. so true. Like it's that so is, true. That is everything that is 
the definition they of have. British fucking music because, right now. Because like, if we if we look at the people who have blown in R and B music, the Adele's, the Amy Winehouse, like R I P Amy Aura. Winehouse, you are fantastic, Rita Ora, like. Yes, they are Just talented, stone. talented women. Yeah. However, there are like I'm sorry, like black women have to be exceptional in yeah, the music they industry. Do. They have to be exceptional in the R and B music industry because like in the UK because they're just not getting the things and I remember I was listening to um uh, check out Black Girls Living Guys, they were interviewing Bella and yeah. she um who has who had the viral song Evil Eye on Colours and mm. um before it even got released Colours were like they wanted to put it out before the song was released yeah. this is how fantastic yeah. the song was and her voice is beautiful she was even and she was even talking oh we've even got the Brie Runways like mm. um Brie, even though Brie Runway is more kind of like pop kind of that but like it's but no but she's still got that voice like she's still yeah fantastic artist you know what i mean yeah and i just feel like there's a reason why i'm sorry these are british talent have to go abroad to be able to make the music yeah. they have to go to america because in america they'll get the things yeah they get the things when they're in, in america like i'm sorry estelle gone to america she don't need this and look at her she's the <laughs> voice gone. of garnet on steven universe come on my favorite my favorite <laughs> program in the whole world <laughs> Estelle has done bits. Like I was saying to Estelle I was saying last has night, done everything. She brought Kanye on a song, and she outshone Kanye. She outshone she Kanye did. West, an American yeah. boy. Like imagine, imagine like, yeah. doing that for for Just your first the song. your first big song, and you've outshone Kanye West. Like mad. That's not her mad. first big song, though, is it? It was, wasn't it? What else? No, put some respect on Estelle's name, please. Oh! <laughs> put what some respect. I'm sorry, you. You're probably a bit young, but like, sorry, what 90s, the year Lord made me. Come on. Mm, okay. Okay. Please I'm put some respect Estelle on Estelle's name. Sorry. <laughs> put, put some respect on her name. Anyway, yeah. But still, like, that we'll, is her biggest song. We, we take that back, guys. <laughs> but like, we, we know we know Estelle has had tunes. Anyway. But <laughs> I like um, Tia, Tiana Major 9 as well. She's kind of, yeah, I think she's from Tiana Newham. She's from East London. And she's yeah. so good and she's so beautiful. She's so tiny talented mm. my gosh like oh, this is just very saddening because who is who is Cheryl Cole going to be interviewing and who decided on this yeah what white person was sitting in the boardroom being like oh BBC Sounds should have an R&B podcast yeah let's 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 put Cheryl Cole on it like who, what white people were just sitting in the boardroom and did not even consult BBC One Extra yeah they they even have it there right there it's embarrassing it's so embarrassing it is very embarrassing they have they have it oh it's just confusing it makes no sense it's like like you guys just keep showing your arses you keep showing that you're not learning yeah. that you're not changing you're not doing anything and mm-hmm. And like now, you just have to listen when we call you out on it because it's like it's blatant disrespect here now. Yeah, like how many more times After is the BBC gonna happening? fuck up? Like the literally, BBC 
constantly like it's every every few months they do something and so, someone's put out a good tweet actually it says shame on those at BBC Sounds that thought this hire was a good idea especially after last year where white led organisations mm-hmm. like the BBC said they were listening and learning from black people also mm-hmm. Cheryl Cole has shown that she is self obsessed and lacks social awareness which is so true yeah. we know Cheryl Cole's Very history true. of violence against black people Yep. AKA a black woman in, you know, it. where was it? In a club? I don't know where the it club was. It was in a club, basically. So context, Cheryl Cole um, punched a black woman who was a toilet attendant because she didn't want to pay for a fucking lollipop. Mm. So, um, yeah, in the UK, like sometimes in clubs, like there's toilet attendants and then they'll sell lollipops and stuff like that. And um, or like they'll have kind of like they'll have hairspray or deodorant yeah. and you can just pay to just get to get a spray of deodorant. And they're so and kind. Hairspray. They're so nice. They're so lovely. Like then the fact that they have to sit in a fucking toilet the whole night. Yeah, like they're very kind for, yeah. for their jobs, you know, and um, they're very lovely people. And Cheryl Cole went and punched this woman and... I'm sorry, and this was this was after the girls allowed thing. Yeah, this yeah. was when she was famous. It's crazy that she's been allowed to go and flourish as well with no, like she spent one yeah. night in a cell. Whereas if it was the other way around and a black woman had punched a white um, attendant exactly. in a bathroom stall, we know that like it would have been different. And it just shows you what another example of white privilege. She's been able to go mm-hmm. on and flourish. She's had a massive career for someone who can't mm-hmm. sing, in my opinion, who can't exactly. really sing. She, she can't, can't really sing. dance. She's just got her looks. And she why is she judging sing. on a, a singing show when she her vocals are weak as fuck? <sighs> no offence. She's, she's probably sleeping with Simon Cowell, that's why. Oh. <laughs> Makes me shudder. <laughs> but actually, Simon Cowell, Simon Cowell likes exotic women, though, isn't he? Oh, that was yeah. quotations around exotic. Sunita. <laughs> yeah, Simon Cowell likes exotic women. Oh, no, when we think about X Factor, so X Factor um, has they finally Simon Cowell has finally pulled the rug on X Factor. You know what? As well, actually, <laughs> that whole thing about exotic women—you felt that vibe, right? When people come on stage, like black women would sing on stage, and he'd like stand up and he'd have this smirk on his face that he wouldn't have for white women. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Or even Asian like, women or women that like but uh, that's, white, but, but that's they the look thing. Spanish or Brazilian. Yeah, because Simon Cowell is a bit predatory in that Mm. sense I feel like you'd always see that and he loved that but like where were the opportunities for them on his label he didn't have them because he knows that the white women and the groups could sell like there's a reason why groups do better on X Factor Mm. I know we've only seen we have we haven't seen them we've only seen a group win once however yeah the the way the contracts were drawn up were drawn for a pop group just like how Simon Cowell ma- managed yeah. Girls Aloud he knows how to manage groups in the industry and mm-hmm. the thing is the contracts were for pop groups that's why you've seen a little mix of blow like how they've blown you've seen One Direction yeah. blow how they yeah. how they've blown and One Direction didn't even win X Factor did they? No they didn't they confirmed no. they, they didn't even win X Factor and see how they've blown yeah and it's because the contracts that they have available on those shows are catered towards groups mm-hmm. um, and like, that's not said like obviously Simon Cowell they, he knows how to do the business he knows the business definitely but yeah. they don't want to help the black people coming up and I feel like there's a bit of a white saver thing 
with his predatory behavior with his <laughs> like for exotic women um mm. I'm doing quotation fingers every time I say exotic, by the way. Um, <laughs> like, it's just weird. And yeah. the same thing as well, like, because I think X Factor, they must be predatory. Same with Louis Walsh, because did you see that video when he was touching Mel B's bum? Yes. She was like, can you get off? Or what are you doing? But the thing is, she outrightly shamed him on camera and said, mm. can you see what he's doing? And they all just brushed it off. Because they, they, it's like we coddle white men. It's like, oh, he's just joking around. Like, he's old Louis. It's funny old Louis. Funny old Louis. That's fucking disgusting. If an old, mm. if an old white man with grey hair who's been grey since I was born was touching my ass, patting my ass when I'm sitting next to them, and they have no, just no disregard for the cameras. The cameras are there. They're doing it mm. on live, live on television, and they're patting my ass. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. What it is do you gross. want? What? What? Where do you think this is going? Like, what is this? Nah. Yeah. Nah. Dutty. I would have done more than what Mel B. I would have jumped up, being like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry, you guys can't see me, but I'm like, I'm terrified in my chair. Like, nah, nah. Nah, it's too much. Get your filthy no. paws off of my ass. Literally. I don't know. BBC Sounds. Stop showing your ass. You, you're showing your asses. You're showing them again. And it's like, you've got a whole BBC One Extra there. Yeah. What is the purpose of this? You've got a whole BBC One Extra there. We don't. You've got people who are black and POC people who are working mm. there. Yeah. How did you manage to be in a room and talk about R&B music with only white people? How did you manage it? <laughs> How you know did what? you manage it? I feel like Show Cole is really bad vibes. And I feel like if anyone else she has always vibes. felt this since childhood, that Show Cole is bad vibes, please let me know because I've always yes. felt it. And my parents I have always have. felt, I felt it, it as well. I think I it's because... did not like Girls Aloud. Yeah, and I hated and I hated it when she came out with her song "Fight for This Love." Like I hated the song yeah. and I just hated everything Violence. that she would come out with. And then when she was dating Liam Payne, ill, gross. Ew. He's a child. Yeah. He's a child. <laughs> then she's having a baby for him. Ill, gross. He's a child to you. Mm, yeah, to you. <laughs> <laughs> to you. He is a child. Yeah, I did not like that. Uh, and I, I think yeah, the, I the main know. thing was initially, we were speaking about this last night, when she was on, when the group, group Girls Alive performed together, there was a black girl with vocals who was going mm-hmm. to be in the group and they replaced her with Cheryl because um, she, Cheryl fit the aesthetic more. I think that was even the reasoning. It was something to do with, they look like they fit better together. Yeah. The five, See, this the is five the white thing. girls. Like, because... Yeah, because I remember watching it because it was mm. Pop Idol, mm. wasn't it? And I remember watching Pop Idol. And obviously, whenever we watch these programs, we like my mum, my family. Yeah, we're rooting for the black girl. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. The end <laughs> of it. <Ray. laughs> and like this is the times when we would be we voted for the black girl. Like mm. we just and we used this is when we used to actually text and call in to vote and stuff like that. Yeah. and we were always voting for the black girl. 
And as well, I remember being like, yeah, the black girls in the band kind of thing. Like, no, I was confused as to why they were going into a band, but I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And it was just a random add-on. It was weird. Mm. Um, then they were going into the band and the black girl was meant to be in the band. And then next thing you know, the black girl isn't in the band. And then I remember like, I think we just turned off the telly. And then after that, it was like, oh, girls are like, oh, I don't like them. Like, <laughs> that was it. Because it's like, they couldn't even put that one that one black girl in the band like they need that they usually want to have yeah, because they usually yeah. want a black girl and what would it what would have been the problem just to have Cheryl Cole there as well and just have six yeah. of them yeah they usually it, like they, they were meant to be making a super group so what would have been the problem like this was meant to be the new Spice Girls where they but they clearly missed the mark they didn't have the sauce they did not have the sauce Spice Girls were actually saucy they yeah they did have mm. it they had a little bit of spice that Mel mm. B Mel, Mel yeah. B had all the spice down to Mel B <laughs> um, yeah but like they had the little bit of flavouring you know mm. uh, as girls allowed salt and pepper <laughs> <laughs> bland literally sorry, sorry just, like, just the salt let's let's hold the pepper <laughs> yeah no pepper salt and literally blandness slice of bread mm-hmm. Yeah, the dry bread without no butter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's enough anyway, slander yeah, for today. Yeah, that's enough of that. So inject it. What are you injecting this week? I am injecting something kind of cute. So um, I owe it to myself to believe in me because yes. yesterday morning I did a uh, I've basically been doing a sign language course and I completed oh. the first exam and I passed the first exam oh, so well I'm very happy I will be able to yeah. sign properly soon and oh I could gosh, probably have a conversation well with someone who can't hear so if anyone actually no that won't work I was going to say if anyone's listening but if yeah, we if try and do transcripts any, on this but yeah if anyone knows any clubs or anything let me know like in Essex or London I want to I want to start using it a bit more um, oh that's lovely that's yeah. amazing yeah so would you like kind of look for like part time jobs with it and stuff like that I don't think I don't think I want to monetize from it but like basically one of my cousins um, can't hear mm-hmm. so um and I've never learned how to do sign language. And I thought I need to because it's just ridiculous that I can't communicate with my cousin. So um, yeah. yeah, I think it will be easier for for that reason. So will you be and able also, to FaceTime them and sign now? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think it will just be easier. Um, so yeah, that was the main reasoning. But also, just generally, I feel like especially we live in a world full of like face masks now. It's harder for mm. um, deaf people to actually. Communicate. You know, like communicate because everyone's covering their mm-hmm. face, especially people that work in retail or customer facing yeah. jobs. Like it must be awful. Because that, so, oh, yeah. that was very hard because it was it was very awkward where like you'd have a customer shouting at you <laughs> because they because they can't hear, but they're not telling you that it's yeah. because they have an impairment. Because if they just said, I would mm. quick take my mask down and I'll go to them yeah yeah and i'll make sure i'll explain but that like but we had we had some dodgy customers like there was one guy who used to just he would come in 
and like he he just used to come in and just like he just like shouting and he'll come in and start shouting and, and he'll be rude to one of the girls all the time and um and he'll come in and start shouting and then he'll be like well i don't know what you're saying because i'm hard at hearing and you've got the face mask on and it's oh. like well you, you could have just said that yeah at the beginning yeah. he said oh look i'm hard at hearing could you and i'll and literally quick time we'll take down the face mask but yeah that Mm. was just very awkward but no i really think signing should be it like it should be on the curriculum really like in secondary school that should be an option to learn sign language you know as well as french and german yeah i think it's even more important than french and german i think it is you need to be able to communicate with everyone in this country and at the moment we Mm. can't communicate with everyone yeah i feel like it it would definitely be more useful than French or like, I love mm-hmm. learning French. I love I love that. But like I feel like sign language is definitely to me at least I find it more important and more essential. Yeah. But like because I um what I love is that um when like very very young children start learning yeah. to sign. Basically, yeah. my my little cousin when we reminded him to say please he still taps his mouth Mm. he'll still say please and tap his mouth while saying it and um i hope that you heard me because i was tapping my mouth sorry yeah and he'll still do that when saying please Mm -hmm. because he learned how to sign please from a young age just so he could get his help get his words out and um and he'll still do that and i just love seeing it and like my cousin um, his mother was kind of like, oh, I hope he grows out of it. And I was like, no, but it's really mm. good that yeah, he's doing yeah. that because really he should just carry on learning to sign mm-hmm. and talk while signing because it just means that there's so many people that you can have access to and you can communicate with and mm-hmm. he's going to be so much more rounded as a person from such a young age. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I like, I love that. Yeah, same. What's your inject it oh yeah inject it sorry um <laughs> i forgot i was just i was just very interested in sign language um well done diana and Thank just you. like it's just yeah we can celebrate that as well because no, it is a big thing like let's celebrate yeah. um we should just be celebrating all these wins because mm-hmm. it is a win doesn't matter how small it is it's it is a win so yeah. i just want to say well done thank you um it's amazing um yeah so my objective this week is persistence is key Mm. because guys like the amount of time for how long i've been applying for jobs and for how long i (laughs) even this one job i did six interviews guys Mm. that's crazy three months something like that and like literally i've been waiting i've been patient and I've just stayed being like, no, let me just keep going because it's this is going to be worth it. Mm. And just just keep going like it's going to come to you. And yeah, I just I just really just want to just put out there like do your manifestation list, guys, Mm -hmm. and just keep going. Just know what your end goal is, even if you don't quite know what the end goal is, but you know that there's something there for you is it's there for you and things happen on god's timing and it will happen and you will get there and just like yeah persistence is key just just Mm -hmm. keep at it and you guys are amazing and you know like 
spirit is here for you spirit is watching mm-hmm. over you and things happen for a reason like even even when it comes to sometimes i just think of things like there might be times i'll be running late or the the hot water isn't working or something and then by the time i leave and it's later than the time i wanted to and then there's like loads of traffic and i'll be sitting in traffic and by the time i see what the cause of the traffic is and i see five cars pulled mm-hmm. over i'm just like you know what i left at the right time because yeah. yeah i sat in yeah i sat in traffic for an hour but it meant that if maybe if i left that hour earlier when i wanted to leave i could have been in that, in that i could yeah, have been in that so car true. across the road and sometimes i just think you know what even if it's like people are rushing you people are trying to be like no do this do this do this like you do things on your time and you do things when spirit tells you like like yeah. you you know yourself and you know a reason why okay this might be taking longer mm, i wonder mm-hmm. why that is and like you know in yourself why that is and you yeah. just stick to your guns and and do it because like, and it's even with the whole when i kind of like we'll talk more about this we're gonna we we'll definitely do an episode kind of more on jobs and stuff yeah. but like i i had quit my old job and basically it's like if i didn't quit then and just get myself my retail job at the museum when i did i wouldn't have had furlough pay mm. just something as simple as that i wouldn't have been there long enough so i could get i could qualify for furlough pay yeah and to keep my job as a casual worker and like this is like i was even on a casual contract mm-hmm. and to keep my job and for me to be and i looked up the company i used to work at and they went through voluntary liquidation so it's like they shut down the company so yeah I could have stayed on thinking now I just need to stick it out and try and get another job but like spirit was talking to me being like look you don't need to take this bullshit Mm. leave leave now there's there's better things coming for you yeah and um yeah I just really believe like if you feel in your heart like oh I need to I need to get out of this place and it's kind of telling you this is the time to get out of it there's probably a reason why spirit is pushing you to do that don't ignore Mm -hmm. your intuition there's a reason why we feel it and we are like protected like as kalechi says like we're divinely protected so like you do do the things that you need to be doing but yeah, mm-hmm. persistence is key, guys, and keep going. Like, yes, we love you. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Right. So, yeah, I think that's it for we're us coming this to an week. end. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, guys, injections and filtered. Um, remember, um, if you go in the link in our bio, um, you'll see injections and filtered, where you can fill out a Google forms and let us know about times you've been dating <laughs> someone where you clearly could just could not stand them. Might, mm-hmm. and it might even just be like little petty things just like let us know we want to hear your stories um i've got a few don't worry so i'll be <laughs> i will be joining in um well both of us will be joining in yeah. and like yeah just let us know and um yeah so you can fill out our google forms or you can send us an email um injectitpodcast at gmail.com and yeah so we are at injected underscore pod on instagram and i am alexandra at alxndr underscore nic on instagram i'm diana at d-e-a-n-n-n-a-b underscore on instagram yeah so give us a follow send us your send us your stories um yeah follow us on instagram tiktok 
whatever else there is that you can follow us on and yeah um hopefully one day we will post again <laughs> we're like i think when when we start when i start getting back into a routine um i'm gonna i will be back in a routine because you know the celebrations no the celebrations never end guys but yeah <laughs> but at some point i'll be able to get back into a routine um uh, now that i've you know got a full-time role but, but, but yeah so um yeah like we'll get back onto our promos you'll be able to see snippets on instagram we'll also post our injectives on instagram um mm-hmm. yeah check out our instagram it's very cute mm-hmm. um yeah but we hope you enjoyed this episode and